Thank God for this apostolic doctrine. Thank God for the faith. Go to 1 Timothy 4 and praise team and singers and all of y'all be ready right when I sit down so we can praise God for this word that he's given us to preach to his people. Thank God for our board of bishops tonight. Amen. We thank God for all that he has done. It is so good to have Ella Wise with us tonight. We're going to have him to sing for us before we leave. Amen. And thank God for this beautiful praise team from Huntsville. Huntsville, Alabama. Bishop McLeod is doing a great work there. I'm going to talk about salvation tonight. There are 17 works of the flesh and 17 works of God. The 17 works of the flesh are there in Galatians 5. I need a reader tonight. Galatians 5. And 19. All right, read it. Now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Uh-huh. Adultery. Yes. Fornication. Uncleanness. Lasciviousness. Idolatry. Witchcraft. Hatred. Variance. Emulations. Wrath. Strife. Seditions. Heresies. Envyings. Murders. Drunkenness. Revealings and such like of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is. All right, now those were the works of the flesh. But then you have the works of God or the teachings uh, that make up the faith. You know, when we hear the word the faith, First Timothy 4 and 1. Get it? First Timothy 4 and 1. Uh-huh. Now the Spirit speaketh expressly. The Spirit speaketh expressly. That in the latter times. In the latter times. Some shall depart from. From. The faith. I've been talking about that. The faith. One belief system. In that faith. There are 17 Articles or 17 uh, components of that faith. We believe in the fall of man. That man is not born righteous. Amen. He was born a sinner. He wasn't created a sinner, but hallelujah. After the fall, every man that was born was born in sin. We believe in regeneration. Write it down. Salvation. Justification. Sanctification, separation, you with me tonight? Participation, operation, administration, confirmation, condemnation, damnation, preparation, and holiness. And I can come back to all of those and you'll be able to go over. The big problem that has happened today in our world is that people don't know what the word of God is. I said the other day, they think the Bible is the word of God. 
And the Bible is not the word of God, it's the scriptures. And there's a difference between the word of God and the scriptures. I said, I got the word. No, the word has to be taught and preached. The scriptures is read. Now, I can prove that. And I don't have to go far to prove that the Bible is not the word of God, but it is the scriptures. All right. Now, don't get me wrong. Don't look at me funny. I let the Bible say what it's going to say itself. Go down to Proverbs 1 and 1. Look what Proverbs 1 and 1 say and see what it say. The Proverbs of Solomon. The Proverbs of who? Solomon. I thought you said that was the word of God. It says it is a proverb of who? Solomon. Now, that's, that's, that's all I want you to see. All right, go down to the book of Ecclesiastes. Now, you said the word of God, but Ecclesiastes say what? The, proverb, the words of the preacher. The words of who? The preacher. Whose word is it? The preacher. The preacher. Now, all of y'all, and I'm going to give it again, that don't know the difference between the scriptures and the word. All right? Now don't, don't get it mixed up. Everything happening there, hallelujah, was inspired by God to be in there. But it is a difference between the scriptures and the word. The word is spoken. The scriptures are read. Amen. Lift your hands and say hallelujah. Now surely if you go over, and I went over the other day and I won't stay there long. But surely if you go down there, I'm doing this for the sake of those that are just hearing this. And I don't want them to get, you know, sidetracked because they heard something they never heard before and get all messed up. But now you tell me, now you tell me, the songs of Solomon 1 and 13 sound like the word of God. You get it. Songs of Solomon 1 and 13. Uh Uh-huh. A bundle of myrrh is my will beloved unto me. Mm-hmm. He shall lie all night between my breasts. Well, that's the old enough spirit. Thank you for the word of God. Land between people's breasts. I guess that's God's word. That's the scripture. And God have a way of taking his word out of the scripture. When he anoint a man to pull it out. He got to be anointed to go in those scriptures and pull out. My God, the word out of the raw. Hallelujah. All right, get that four and five of Songs of Solomon. Mm -hmm. Thy two breasts. All right, that is the word of the Lord. Huh? Who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean thing? Hallelujah. He's able to take out of that which Solomon had written and by revelation bring that out. Hallelujah. For us to be able to eat. For us to be able to feed. Well, what are those two breasts that he's talking about? Hallelujah. My God, you got an Old Testament and a new. <laughs> One breast, hallelujah, was you got two twins. The church in Israel. Israel was fed by one breast in the Old Testament under the law. But we're fed on this, we're fed on this time with the gospel of grace. Well, who somebody have to pull that out? You wouldn't know what they were talking about. You just talking talking things talking about pornography, but you don't even know. The Lord is trying to give us a revelation of the scripture, but somebody gotta pull it out. Good God Almighty, hallelujah. Lift your hands and say thank you. Lift them up and say thank you. 
Give me John 5 and 47. John 5. Get 46 while you're there. Amen. Y'all with me tonight? Now this is a little different than than that that last week. So I want y'all to buckle down now. Wake yourself up. We're eating tonight. We got to eat. We put a lot of time on the choir, a lot of time on the singing, a lot of time on the run. Now y'all stay here with me as long as I'm going to give it out. As long as God give it to me, you stay here and eat. We're going to eat tonight because the Lord want to feed us. And we're looking to him to do it. It ain't coming from a man, it's coming from him. This is, you know, just like, you, you see, they're news to somebody being anointed to prophesy. Somebody being anointed to lay hands. But then only the apostles anointed to bring the revelation out. And without any, any shaking and gibbering, fooling, my job is to go in there and pull it out. But people got these titles and don't know what they are. John 5, 47. Look what John 5 and 47 say. 46, uh-huh. For had he believed Moses. Had you believed Moses. He would have believed me. Uh-huh. For he wrote of me. For he wrote of me. Now watch the next verse. But if ye believe not his writings. If you believe not his writings. How shall ye believe my words? Now there's a difference. You got the writings, which is the scripture, and you got my words. There's a difference between the writings and his words. His words is alive. His words he speaks now. The spirit speaking expressly now. The written, hallelujah, is the writings of God. But that that is spoken is the word of God. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now when we talk about salvation, there's a lot of teaching out now that tell us and this is the main teaching that people try to condemn us because we believe you must be water baptized and filled with the Holy Ghost. They say we preach a salvation of works. That you got to do something to be saved. And they say all you have to do is what? Well you preach works too. Because belief is something you do. So y'all about oh you ain't got no works you ain't got no works. You got to believe. Who is that? Who is that? Is that God doing that or you? They say Jesus did it all. You ain't got to do nothing. But you got to believe. And then you got to hear. That's two things you got to do. Before you can even be saved. That's work. Go down to the book of Mark chapter 16 and 17. Look what it says. And these signs shall follow them that believe. And in my name shall they cast out devils. It's 16, 16. He that believeth and is baptized. He that believeth in is what? Baptized. He that believeth in is what? Baptized. Now you got two things. And when we get to baptized, they're talking about that's works. This scripture has two sides. He that believeth, one, and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth. So what does that person have to do? He have to believe. And he that is baptized. Now they disqualify belief as a work. And won't say baptism is a work. Both of them is something I got to do. I got to believe and be baptized. And if one of them is a work, the other one is too. If if baptism is a work, belief got to be because the same person got to do it. Now how you going to tell me because I believe you got to be baptized to be saved. That's a work. Belief is a work. Both of them is a work. And you can't disqualify one work and keep the other. 
My God, somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Lift your hands and say hallelujah. hallelujah. Lift them both and say hallelujah. hallelujah. Because belief in him is predicated by what you do. If I came in here and I told you this building is on fire. And I said there's an exit on that side. Everybody that believed what I said would get up and do something. If Jesus said, he that believe in his baptized shall be saved, and you believe that he's the Savior, hallelujah, then you believe I got to obey his instructions to be saved. You can't believe in him and not believe in his word. Because his word is him. In the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was God. How can you say you believe in God, but won't do what his word says? I believe, I believe, I believe. But what did he say? My God, lift your hands up and say thank you, Jesus. John 9 and 35. All right, read it. Jesus heard that they had cast him out. And when he had found him, he said unto him, Dost thou believe on the Son of God? Do you believe on the Son of God? He answered and said, Who is he? Lord, that I might believe on him. And Jesus said unto him. All right, believe on him. All right, you said believe on him. I believe on you because I saw the miracles. I saw what you've done. Well, John 3, 16, read that. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him. In him. On him, maybe those believe in the miracles and stuff that he do, but in him is what he said. I can believe on you and believe that you exist and believe that, yes, Elder William, Elder Overseer William here, I believe on that. But me believing in him, now I can believe on him and his existence. And then Elder William say, give me $5 and I'll give it back to you next week. I said, no, uh-uh. Now I believe on him because he's right there before me. But when he opened his mouth and told me to give me that $5, and I said, no, I don't trust you. I don't believe in it. Yeah. Now, many people believe on Jesus and believe that he exists, but don't believe in what he said. He said you got to be baptized. You got to go further than believing on him. You got to believe in him. And we believe in him. I believe what he said. That's why I'm obeying it. John 8 and 31. John 8 and 31. Believing on him goes to a level. But when you believe in him, hallelujah, you believe what he's saying. John 8 and 31. Then said Jesus, then said Jesus to, those Jews to those Jews which believed uh -huh. on him. On him. He said this to believers that was on him. I got to take you from believing on me, believing in me. How am I going to take you? Read. If ye continue in my if you word, continue in my word, then some star don't believe it on him, but you got to get the rest of the word so you can believe in him. I don't just believe on him, I believe in him. Then you can only believe in him if you continue in his word. The apostolic church don't just believe on him. My God, we believe in him. And you can only be his disciples. Not for believing on him. You ain't no disciples because you believe in him. On him. You ain't no disciples because you believe on him. 
Hallelujah. That don't, that, don't, that don't solidify you because there's a person that believe on him and then there's a disciple. Read what he says. Uh-huh. Then are ye my disciples. Wait, indeed. read it again. Then said Jesus to those Jews uh-huh. which believed on him. Uh-huh. If ye continue in my word, uh-huh. then are Stop. ye. Stop. You mean I believe on you and I'm still not your disciple? He said if you believe on me. Hallelujah. Then said he to those that believe on him. If you continue in my word, then shall you be my disciples. You mean I'm not a disciple because I believe on you? No, you got to continue in my word. Then you can be my disciple. So there is a person that believes on God and still not a disciple. That's what's going on with your Baptist church. That's what's going on with your Methodist church. That's what's going on with your Presbyterian church. That's going on with the church of God in Christ. You believe on him, but you got to go further. You got to continue in his word. Good God Almighty, somebody say hallelujah. Give me Matthew 5 and 1. Watch it. Matthew 5 and 1. And seeing the multitude. Seeing the multitude. He went up into a mountain. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I got a whole multitude, but I'm going to find you out who my disciples is. I got a multitude and I'm going up in a mountain. Come on. And when he was set. And he got set on the mountain. His disciples came Watch him. this. The multitude was over there. And he saw the multitude. But when he went up to the mountain and got set, the multitude didn't come. Only the disciples. There's a multitude of people, but only the disciples is coming up higher. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Baptist, Methodist, Presbyterian, they're in the multitude. But those that will come up to the mountain and come up a little higher, we are disciples. You can stay on the multitude level if you want to, but I'm a disciple because I believe in the word. Yes, Lord. that scripture again and seeing the multitude and seeing the multitude he went up into a mountain he went up into the mountain and when he was set and when he was set his disciples came his disciples where came where was he at in the mountain that represents the rapture the multitude is on the foot but those hallelujah that are going to be disciples they came out the multitude and come on the mountain if you want to come on up you got to get the word you can't just be in the multitude. You've got to be a disciple. And a disciple can only be a disciple if you continue in his word. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I don't care what church you're from. And I don't care who you are. My God, you've got to have this the Bible way. And I got Bible to prove what I'm saying. And we're in the only convocation this week. I'll pay for your ticket to come and condemn it. In your food, in your hotel room. This is the truth. This is the gospel. My God, somebody say hallelujah. This is the apostolic doctrine. This is the faith. Put your hand together and praise God for the faith. Give me James 2 and 20. Oh God. I may be rude in speech, but I got to give you what the books say. 
James 2 and 20. But wilt thou know? Wilt thou know? O vain man. O vain man. That faith without. Faith without. Works. Works. Is dead. Faith without works ain't no good. Faith is a cell phone. Works is a battery. And I don't care how many cell phones you got, if it ain't no battery, it ain't no use. They got to have each other. Faith is a fan. Hallelujah. Works is electricity. If you don't have that fan to put in that electricity, it's no good. I don't care how much faith you got. If you ain't got no works to go with it, your faith ain't no good. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Read what it says. Was not Abraham. Wait, now read that verse again. Two, but wilt thou know. Wilt thou know. O vain man. That was James go to calling names. Name calling. O vain man. All that stuff you're doing in vain. Shouting in vain, dancing in vain, preaching in vain, because it ain't connected to works. And on the flip side, all of these that are baptizing people that don't believe, just to get a number that you baptize some folk, yours ain't no good. Because works got to be connected to faith, and faith got to be connected to works. Give me the book of Acts chapter 8 and 5. Read 8 and 5. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost here. Somebody ought to be happy about the word. What I said. Acts 8 and 5. Acts 8 and 5, read. Then Philip went down to the city of Samaria. Yes. And preached Christ unto them. Uh-huh. And the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. For unclean spirits, crying with loud voice, came out of many that were possessed with them. Oh, Shabbat And many taken with palsies, and that were lame, were healed. And there was a great joy in that city. But there was a certain man called Simon, which before time in the same city used sorcery and bewitched the people of Samaria, giving out that himself was some great one, to whom they all gave heed, from the least to the greatest, saying, This man is the great power of God. Mm -hmm. And to him they had regard, mm -hmm. because that of long time he had bewitched them with sorceries. But when they believed Philip, they believed Philip, Preaching the things. Preaching the things. Concerning the kingdom of God. Concerning the kingdom of God. And the name of Jesus Christ. Uh -huh. They were uh -huh. baptized. Uh -huh. Both men and women. Uh -huh. Then Simon himself. Simon himself. Believed also. Believed also. Now watch. Watch. Because this is that person that all you got to do believe. Simon believed. Read. And when he was baptized. And he was baptized. Read. He continued with Philip. And he continued in the church service as a member. That's what a person that believes, once you believe, you say. And that's it. 
And you ain't got to do nothing else. Because he doesn't believe and got baptized and a devoted church member. Read. He continued with Philip uh -huh. and wondered, beholding the miracles and signs which were done. Uh-huh. Now, when the apostles which were at Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent unto them Peter and John, who, when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them, only they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then laid they their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. Uh -huh. And when Simon saw that through laying on of the apostles' hands, the Holy Ghost was given, he offered them money. This is baptized, Simon. This is believing, Simon. This is church member, Simon. Read. Saying, give me also this power uh -huh. that on whomsoever I lay hands, he may receive the Holy Ghost. Uh -huh. But Peter said unto him, thy money perish with thee. Because thou hast thought that the gift of God may be purchased with money. Uh -huh. Thou hast neither part nor lot in this matter. Uh -huh. For thy heart is Wait, thy heart is not, is not right. But he's a believer. But his heart ain't right. So now that eliminate that only believe. Because this is a believer that's on his way to hell. Any baptized. But his heart ain't right. So y'all please go tell those people who teach and only believe that he only believed and was baptized and continued in the church and Paul, Peter say, your heart still ain't right. Because your heart dirty. Hallelujah. Your heart dirty and you're clean through the what? Now what happened? His heart ain't right. He done got baptized, but you know what's going to straighten him out? At least help get him straightened out. The word. He got to hear something to get him right. Now he ain't right. He done got baptized, doesn't believe, but he got to have that other component to be saved. The word. Read what happened. Read. For thy heart is not right in the sight of God. Uh-huh. Repent. Therefore, of this thy wickedness, uh -huh. and pray God, if perhaps the thought of thine heart may be forgiven thee. Uh -huh. For I perceive that thou art in the gall of bitterness, uh -huh. and in the bond of iniquity. Uh -huh. Then answered Simon and said, uh -huh. pray ye to the Lord for me, uh -huh. that none of these things... Wait a minute, wait a minute, what straightened him out? He done already got baptized. Hallelujah, done already believe, But he got to have preached word to straighten him out. That preach word come, he gonna get his heart right. And he said, wait a minute, pray for me. Because my heart ain't right in the sight of God. And I've been baptized, I believe, but I need a preacher that's gonna preach the word so I can get my heart right. So that means you can get baptized and you can believe. And your, see, your salvation is not instant. Your salvation, praise the Lord, is how to continual. When you came in the church and got baptized, got filled with the Holy Ghost, you thought you were saved. No, 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 no. You got to continue. Because even after you get saved, you got stuff that's preached to you that you take off. See, once God saved you, then you got to save you. Oh, yeah. God saved you first, but then you start saving yourself. Get me the book of Acts chapter 2 and 40. We don't know the two components of salvation. You only know that God is a savior. But then you got to save yourself too. 
And you save yourself by the preached word. God got you in here. You got water baptized. Got the Holy Ghost. All right. That's, that's part salvation. Now you got to hear that word. Look what it says. 2 and 40. And with many other words uh -huh. did he testify and exhort. Uh -huh. Yes. Saying save yourself. Save yourself. Save yourself. So don't tell me ain't no works involved. You got to save yourself as I hear the word of God preach. I hear things that I got to give up. Hear things I got to take off. I'm in the process of being saved. Somebody tell them, somebody say, I'm saved and being saved. Come on, lift your hands. Say, I'm saved and being saved. Now, y'all you, 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 act like y'all don't believe, but some of y'all know that you don't want the Lord to come now. Because you got some stuff that still got to be preached out of you. I'm still preaching hell out of some of y'all now. Amen. Still preaching the devil something out of y'all now. Still preaching attitudes out of some of y'all now. You got the Holy Ghost speaking in tongue with attitude. I got to preach that out for he come. I'm being saved right now. This word is saving me. How many ever came in the church and somebody was preaching something and you found out that was you and you had to wash yourself? Get yourself clean. My God, lift your hands and say, Lord, save me. Come on, lift both of your hands and say, Lord, save me. And tell somebody I'm saving me too. Tell them I'm being saved right now. I need more preaching. I need more teaching. Amen. Tell preach something to me. Hallelujah. 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 Water baptism take care of one part. Y'all hear me? Hallelujah. So you got to make sure that when you, hallelujah, when you take a bath, you got to take a good bath. That baptism deal with that academic stuff. They get that academic stuff off, but then you got your own stuff. That musk under your arm. See, some of y'all, you all right as long as you keep your arm down. That's that stuff y'all got covered up under your arm. Somebody lifted up, you just as musky as you can be. Baptism don't take care of the musk. It only take care of her Shabbat. It only take care of that academic stuff. But in the book of Hebrews chapter 10 and 22, after you wash that academic sin, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Hebrews 10, 22, uh-huh. Let us draw near. Let's draw near. With a true heart. With a true heart. In full assurance and of full faith. And full assurance of faith. Having our hearts sprinkled uh -huh. from an evil conscience uh -huh. and our bodies uh -huh. washed, washed with pure water. All right, with pure water. All right, give me now Ephesians now, chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Amen. Ephesians chapter 5 and 26. Yeah, you got baptism that did with that, that academic sin, but then Ephesians 5, 26, you got that. Don't just take no, no Adam bath. Okay. My God, you don't just take care of that academic. You got to take care of that, uh, uh, that, that committed sin. All right, look what it says. Uh -huh. That he might sanctify. That he might sanctify the church. Uh -huh. And cleanse it, and with, cleanse it with, the washing with the washing of water, of water by the word. Yeah, you done got baptized. That took good out that demon stuff. But what about that musk? My God, hallelujah. What about them private parts? You know, you know, you got stuff. Come out them private parts. Amen. I'm, I'm not, I don't want to stay there long. 
But you got stuff come out of the private part. That young man preached something last night, and he said something. He said, and, and most of you all didn't know that, you know, the Bible said all of our righteousness is filthy rags. And what he was talking about in filthy rags, he really was talking about a, a tampon or a pad. That's why he said all your righteousness is filthy rags. Because guess what? You are a mess. And just like a woman, period, you get clean, and then it'll come back and it'll look another month. My God, hallelujah. You done got clean, hallelujah. Next month you got another period. Amen. You got to put another rag over there and mess it up. You know you like that. We keep on messing up and keep on messing up and keep on messing up. Every night, some of y'all on your period now. Somebody say hallelujah. But thank God. Thank God that word will wash me and clean me. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. And if you stay around the church long enough, just like a woman, you have a period long enough. You have a period long enough. Because see, those periods stop relationship. They're supposed to anyway. My God, when they come on, they stop relationship. Husband can't touch his wife, can't bother, cause that rag, that filthy rag. Hallelujah. But there comes a time a woman get old enough, she stop bleeding. They can have it all as much as they want. Because there ain't no more blood coming. So God said, you like a filthy rag. Every now and then we can do it, and sometimes we can't. Sometimes we can do it, and sometimes we can't. But Bob, when you get more true enough, and you come off your period, you're going to be with me forever. We're going to love forever. We're going to rejoice forever. God waiting on you to come off your period. He's ready for you to go through the change. My God, hallelujah. I'll be glad when the church goes through the chain. We're going through the change. You know, when a woman goes through the change, she having heart flashes. She get irritable. Things start happening. Y'all wonder why all this hell going through the church. We're going through the chain. I know sometimes folks see a moody, the church feel moody, that's all right. We're going through the change. But after this period is over, we're going to be caught up. He couldn't get us with all his blood on us. We're going to be caught up. Thank God I'm going to stick around here. I'm going to let the world clean me. Stay long enough till the church matures beyond a period. We're in the book tonight. Lift your hands and say thank you. How many of you believe in the gospel? How many of you believe in what's being preached? My God, you ought to raise your hands and say, thank you, Jesus. The Bible talks about Jesus seeing faith. Faith can be seen. Hallelujah. Give me Matthew 9 and 2. Hallelujah. Matthew 9 and 2. Saints of God, God is here. I don't want to wear your eyes and stay here long, but I can feel God's glory. Lift your hands up all over this building and thank God for the gospel. Thank God for the truth. Hallelujah. My God, just a minute here, just raise your hands and say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the gospel. Thank you for the word. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You ought to reach over and tell somebody, I'd be glad when the church goes through the change. Mm. Hallelujah. God waiting on us. <laughs> God waiting on us. Hallelujah. Now, you know, you know, y'all sitting like here, you ain't go through no change, but you've been going through it. All of it like 50 rags. How many filthy rags we have to deal with? Hallelujah. 
praise the Lord on Sundays and first Sundays. Folk coming is filthy rags. But thank you. You don't throw away your wife because she got a period. <laughs> Hallelujah. My God. In the Bible, they used to settle in a room by herself. But after that's over, he said, come on back. God do us the same way. Sometimes we miss his fellowship. We mess up with him. He put us in a room by himself. We don't feel nothing. But when it's over, say, come on back. I, I, come on, come on. Let's, let's come on. Now, y'all acting deep. Some of y'all acting like you ain't never done nothing. Some of y'all in sun right now. You better thank God for mercy. Thank God for grace. I'm so glad that he didn't throw me away when I was on my period. My God, he put me in a room somewhere. I couldn't feel his glory. Couldn't feel the praise. But right there it was over, he washed me and cleaned me. Ezekiel said, when I passed by you and saw you polluted in your own blood, I said, live. My God, I said, live. Why, why are he waiting? Why are he waiting? Because we're supposed to be birthing. And sign that a woman can still birth is when she got a period. And that's what we're supposed to be down here winning souls. But when we have no more period, no more blood from the church. God said, I can take her now. Her job over. She ain't got to bear no more fruit. This gospel shall be preached. And then the end. Why? Because the period is off. She done went through the change. As long as there's a soul can be saved, he said, you stay there. As long as you can have babies, you stay there. But when nobody else wants to be saved, I'm going to take you up. Your job is done. My God, and you look at people. They're, they're getting to the point they don't want to be saved no more. We're getting close, 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 we're getting close. We're about going through the change. Thank you, Jesus. Y'all lift up your hands and say, Lord, I'm so glad you put up with me. Why don't y'all stop liking, acting so deep? Like you miss Goody Two Shoe. Lift your hands up and thank God for putting up with you. Thank God for dealing with you. for dealing with you with your inconsistencies thank God for dealing with you oh, God hallelujah amen amen what I have you reading that Matthew 9 and 2, read it. And behold, behold, they brought to him a man sick of the palsy, uh -huh. lying on a bed. Yes. And Jesus seeing their seeing faith. their faith. All right, you got faith, let me see it. How do you see faith? By a work. Hebrews. Uh, James, rather, 2. By a work. James 2. And 18. Yea, a man may say. A man may say. Thou hast faith. Thou hast faith. And I have works. I have works. Show me thy faith. Show me thy faith. Uh-huh. Without thy works. Without thy works. And I will show thee. I will show you. My faith. My faith. By. By. My works. I show you my faith by my works. Faith can only be seen by works. Now you hear folks say, all you got to have is faith, but in Acts 6 and 17, get Acts 6 and 17. 
Acts chapter 6 and 17. Uh-huh. 6 and 7. And the word of God increased. The word of God increased. So what increased? The word. The word increased. Uh huh. And the number of the disciples. And the number of disciples multiplied. Multiplied in Jerusalem. And Jerusalem greatly. Greatly. And a great company of the priests. A great company of the priests were obedient. Was obedient to obedient to the faith. The faith. So when we deal with the word obedient to the faith. Somebody said, I got faith in God because they mixed the faith, their faith with the faith. Then the question becomes then, have you been obedient to the faith? Because if you have the faith and are not obedient to the faith, you don't have faith. Because the work of that faith is your obedience. So they were obedient. So for, for somebody to say, Oh, I've, if you believe him, you are saved. Believe him, believe him, believe him. Believing him and believing the faith, hallelujah, are two different things. The faith, believing him, is his person. But believing the faith is what he said because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So are you obedient to the faith? Watch this. Get me quickly. Romans 1 and 5. By whom we have received grace and apostleship for obedience to the faith. For obedience to the faith. Romans 16, 26. But now it's made manifest... And by the scriptures of the prophets. By the scriptures of the prophets. According to the commandment uh -huh. of, of the everlasting God. Uh -huh. Made known to all nations for the obedience. For the obedience. Of faith. Of faith. Amen. Lift your hands and say hallelujah. hallelujah. Now the problem is. What's mixing people up. Is that they don't know what grace is. So they say, by faith are you saved through grace. And they think that grace, this is what they say grace is, God's unmerited favor. That ain't even in no Bible. Grace is what the apostles preach. Grace is preached. It's not God's unmerited favor. No, that's a theologian's perspective, but that ain't what the Bible said. The Bible said in Acts chapter 20 and 24, watch what it says. Uh-huh. But none of these things move me, neither count I my life dear unto myself. So that I might finish my course that with I joy. That I may finish my course with joy. And the ministry. Uh -huh. Which I have received. Which of, I have received. Of the Lord Jesus. Of the Lord Jesus. To testify. To testify. The gospel of. The gospel of. The grace of God. Okay, so the grace of God is a message that the apostles preach. That's what grace was. 
It's a message. If you get me quickly, the book of Romans. Somebody tell him thank you. 15 and 15. See that the grace of God is not what they're saying. Look at it. 15, 15, uh uh-huh. Nevertheless, brethren, I have written the more boldly unto you. I have written the more boldly to you. In some sort. Uh Uh-huh. As putting you in mind. That putting you in mind. Because of the grace that is given to me. The grace that's given to me. God gave the apostles grace. And that grace that God gave them was to be given to the people. And the grace is a message. It is what the apostles preach. Grace is not God's unmerited favor. Grace is a message. And I'll prove to you that grace is a message. 2 Corinthians 3 and 10. When Paul sent Timothy down there to preach. 1 Corinthians 3 and 10. Y'all follow me now. Bear with me. Now we done shouted here about an hour and a half. Amen. And shouting ain't going to save you. So wake your shouting self up. Amen. First Corinthians 3 and 10, what does it say? According to the grace. According to the grace. Of God. Of God. Which is given unto me. Which is given who? Unto me. Given who? Me. Unto me. Uh-huh. As a wise master. Who builder. was this grace given to? It was given to me, Paul says, as a wise master. Builder. Grace, get, grace is given to the apostles to give to the church through the mysteries of the kingdom. Ephesians chapter 3. Watch it. Ephesians 3 and 1. For this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you Gentiles, if ye have heard of the dispensation uh-huh. of the grace of God. Wait, wait now. The grace of God. The grace of God. Which is given. Which is given. Me to you. It or. ain't given to you. It's given to me for you. By what I'm preaching. So that says God's unmerited favor. No. It's God's mistress to the apostles. That's what grace is. Read it again. For this cause, Uh I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles, Uh if ye have heard of the dispensation Uh of the grace of God, of the grace of God, which is given me, which is given to me, Uh to you were, were. how that by, how how that by, revelation, that's the grace of God, by revelation, he made known, he made known, unto me, unto me, the mystery, that is the grace of God, you getting grace now, I'm giving you grace right now while I'm preaching. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound. Can't you hear grace talking? Can't you hear now? This is grace being preached to you. The mistress of the kingdom. If God gave grace to the apostles, how can you get it without one? You got to have grace preached. Prove it, read. As I wrote afar in a few words. As I wrote, uh huh. 
a far and few words uh -huh. whereby when you read yes. ye may understand my God my lift your hands up and say thank God for this grace my God tell somebody I'm getting grace tonight uh, tell them again I'm getting grace tonight tell them I'm getting grace tonight don't you know grace is a word you even tell the child say your grace say your grace I'm saying my grace I'm saying my grace this is what we need grace it's being preached to us right now oh, lift both of your hands and say hallelujah Oh, I wish somebody was here. Now, don't, don't get mad and get upset because you ain't never heard it. Check it out in the Bible and see is it not backed up in the book. Sometimes people are bamboozled because, and I'm going to tell you, people look at us and they say, oh, them people brainwashing this and this. Listen, we got Bible to prove what we said. Now, I just showed you what the Bible says grace is. Now, you can take me that scripture that says it's God unmerited favor. I'm waiting on it. It's God's unmerited favor. Find it, please. What scripture is it? The book of Martin Luther, John Calvin. I'm just telling you what grace is. Second Timothy chapter 8 and 6. Now, y'all bear with me now. I got to give you all that God gave me. Second Peter 8 and 6. Second, uh, second, what is it? Second Corinthians 8 and 6. Read. Uh huh. 8 and 16. But thanks be to God, which put I'm sorry, eight and six, eight and six. In so much that we desire Titus. And now, we done gave Titus grace. So we done, Paul, the apostle Paul said, I done gave Titus grace, and so much so. That as he had begun. As you begun. So he would also. I, you done begun in this thing, but he would also. Finish in you. Finish in you. The same grace. The same grace. Oh. He said, I started that grace, but I'm saving the title so he can finish it up. Titus going to finish the grace in you. I thought it come from God. Paul got Titus and taught Titus the grace. And he said, I started him off with it. Now, now let's go down there, Titus, and finish him up in the grace. Give him the rest of the grace. God's unmerited favor. Of the message of the apostles to the saints. Which one is it? <laughs> Grace is a message. Don't you thank God for the message? How many of you thank God for the message? Tell somebody I'm getting grace tonight. Tell somebody I'm getting grace tonight. Thank God for the grace, the grace, the grace. All right, 819, let's prove it. 819, let's prove it some more. There's another hypocrite out there just probably saying, ah, oh, look, let's, let's shut him down. 816, what does it say? And not that only. Not that only. But who was also chosen. Which was also chosen. Of the churches to travel. Of the churches to do what? Travel. Travel. With us. With us. With this grace. With this, with what? This grace. With this grace. Which is administered. Which is administered. By us. By us. Yes, Lord. With this grace that it is ministered by us, not God's unmerited favor, we're giving you grace. He gave us grace to minister to you. Thank you. Now that ought to shut every lying mouth up, every hypocrite up. 
I want to pull John Calvin out the grave and shut him up and John Wesley up. Hallelujah. And the was boy. Hey, man, I'm telling you, this is the Bible. Grace is ministered by us. God's unmerited favor or message? Y'all with me tonight? I know some of y'all don't like it when I talk like this because you're scared I'm going to offend somebody. I am offended. They got people going to hell. You ought to be offended too. Stop sitting around here with me like a, with an attitude because I'm preaching like this. I'm not trying to win no popularity contest. Biden and Trump running for election. I ain't running for no election. Man, they, that, 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 that's them. I'm preaching gospel. And, and let me tell you something. If you got, if you preaching a gospel that you ain't making nobody mad, you ain't preaching no gospel. They killed John, they killed Matthew, they killed James, and they killed Jesus. If they ain't mad at me, something wrong. I got to preach this thing. Stop worrying about how, how you, how people feel and Jesus didn't worry about it. We got to preach truth. We got to preach truth. Cry loud and don't spare nobody. You want me to sit out here like I'm trying to run some type of country? Cry loud. Spare not. Lift up your voice like a trumpet. Show my people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, all right. Here, Katama Lift both of your hands and say thank you. My God, lift them up and tell them thank you. Come on, somebody all around here ought to be happy. Lift your hands and say hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and thank God for grace that was preached to me. Grace found me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some of y'all listening now think you got grace. You're hearing grace. Galatians 2 and 9, what it says. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, yes. Sir. Oh, Shandalabaha. My God, I wish y'all felt this thing like I feel it. My God, I wish you felt it like I feel it. I could you just, just wave your hands and say, thank you for the grace. Thank you for the grace. Now see, when you understand grace, then you can appreciate the apostles. When you understand grace, you can appreciate the bishops. When you understand grace, you can appreciate your elder. When you, because you can appreciate, because it's that message that saved you. It's that message, because how can they hear without a preacher? Faith come by hearing, and without faith it's impossible to please God. So that preacher gave me something that I could please God, because when I heard him, I got faith. Thank God tonight. Thank God tonight. My God, you ought to thank God for every message that's been preached to you. My God, you ought to thank God for every message that's been preached to you. My God, you ought to give him glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lift your hands and say, yes, Lord. Thank God for the church of God, the Bible way. Thank God for the gospel. Stand on your feet real quick. That don't mean I'm through now. I got a little more time. Y'all had some shouting time. I need some preaching time. Stand on your feet and just thank God for grace. Praise God for that message. Praise God for that word. Praise God for the teaching. Galatians 2 and 9. 
Galatians 2 and 9. And when James, when James Cephas, Cephas, and John, uh-huh. who seemed to be pillars, uh-huh. perceived the grace. Perceived the grace. That was given unto me. That was given unto me. Yes, they saw the grace that I had. Uh-huh. They gave to me. They gave unto me. And Barnabas. And Barnabas. The right hands of fellowship. Oh, they gave us that fivefold. When they say you got grace, hallelujah. hallelujah. Give me that hand. <laughs> you got it, brother. You got grace. You can, I can give you a hand now. We understand the apostle prophet said that when they proceeded, they bring your hand over here, boy. You got grace. They said, give me five. They perceived the grace. They said, Give him the fivefold. My God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Lift those hands up and say thank you. Now, the controversy is in Ephesians 2 and 5. And you got to read 2 and 5, but not stop at 2 and 5. Y'all give me a few minutes, I'll be out your way. Two and five, what it says. Even when we were dead. Two and five, two and five, even when we were dead. In sins, uh-huh. hath quickened us together with Christ. Uh-huh. By grace, ye are saved. Uh-huh. And hath raised us up together. All right, verse eight. For by grace uh-huh. are ye saved. Now, through- if you understand that Paul is saying by grace, you're saved. He's setting them up. And two, he said, y'all saved by grace. Y'all saved by grace. Then he come in three, which follows two, and tell them how they got the grace. You can't read two and not go into three. Because he said, you're saved by grace, you're saved by grace. Now go to three. For this cause, I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles, if ye have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God, Uh which is given me to you. Now, Paul said, you're saved by grace. Then he said, if you have heard of the dispensation of grace that is given to me, all he has simply said to them, you're saved by what I preach. (laughs) By faith are you saved through grace. Now, what do you mean by faith? If you have faith in what the grace that I gave you, then you're saved. And not somebody saying, I believe I'm saved. Amen. Ephesians 4 and 7, he goes further. Now he tells you you're saved by grace through faith. And then he tells you in 3 how you got the grace. And then he goes in 4 and going to describe it. How it was given. 4 and 7. But unto every one of us. Is given grace. Now he's talking about the apostles. To every one of us given grace. According to the measure of the gift of Christ. Uh-huh. Wherefore he said, when he ascended up on high, uh-huh. he led captivity. Now, now he's going to tell you how they got the grace. He gave captivity. Captive. Captive. And gave gifts. And gave gifts. Unto men. Unto men. 
now that he ascended uh -huh. what is it but that he also descended first uh -huh. into the lower parts of the earth uh -huh. he that descended is the same also that ascended up far above all heavens that he might feel all things uh, now watch now he says he's given grace what is, uh, that's four and seven he said he gave what grace. he gave what grace, grace. right mm -hmm. is that what he gave he gave grace. And he said when he ascended on high, he gave gifts yeah. unto men. Well, what was the gift? The grace. Okay. Amen. And then what did he say? Verse uh -huh. 11. Uh -huh. And he gave some. He gave some of the apostles the grace. Because once he gave that grace to the apostles, the apostles can give it to everybody else. The gift of grace is given as a message. He gave it to the apostles first. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, and that grace now is passed upon. Amen. Amen. Now y'all have bad long with me, so I won't I won't hold you too much now. Acts four and thirty three, get this, and then we're gonna show you what that grace is. Four and thirty-three. And with great power. With great power. Gave the apostles. Gave the apostles. Witness. Witness. Of the resurrection. Of the resurrection. Uh-huh. Of the Lord Jesus. Of the Lord Jesus. Why? And great and grace. And great grace. Was upon them all. Was upon them all. Grace was on the apostles. Now watch this. This is called. The grace is called the gospel of peace. There's a reason it's called the gospel of peace. Because if you accept this gospel, Jesus told them when you go out there and preach it, if they accept it, you can let your peace go into them. But if they don't accept it, take your peace from them and sweep the dust. That's why whenever the apostles came and preached, they say grace and peace. Because we're going to give you grace. And if you'll accept our grace, you'll get peace. So every time they went to preach somewhere uh, or wrote, and I want to say this as I'm going so you can get it. See, we are not operating, most folk are not operating the church like it ought to be operated. They're operating the church off of preaching. And if you have the apostles, it ought to be operating off of ladders. Because one no more preaching, you don't get nobody's messages. In fact, in the Bible, you don't get anybody's messages that they preached in a pulpit or a setting from Acts on back from Romans back ain't no preaching it's ladders and it's ladders from the apostles to the church that's why the church so messed up now cause ain't no apostles to give no ladders the church of New York what about the church of Philadelphia an apostle had to address the church issues by the revelation of God and telling them what they should and should not do an apostle ain't nobody that gives it. Ah, ah, ah. he got to be somebody that can address the church with revelation and the entire apostolic church in most of the arena is operated by 
I won't tell you this. Those men that were called, now you got, a, you got what is called a bishopric, and you got what is called an apostleship. They're different ships. You can't be an apostle without a ship. Man don't even have a church. He said an apostle. How you going to be a truck driver ain't got no truck? A bus driver with no bus. A bishop and ain't got no members. Paul said, you are my work in the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me go on to Romans 1 and 7. Read. 1 and 7. To all that be in Rome. All that be in Rome. Beloved of God. Uh -huh. Called to be saints. Uh -huh. Grace to you. Grace to you. And peace. Grace to you. You see, let me tell you. There are issues that arise in the church today that are in the church now. And because there's no apostolic voice to set order. They got prophetic voices, and those are not prophets. There's a word of knowledge and word of wisdom because a prophet dealt with nations. Prophet wasn't interested in telling you you're going to get a house next week. You don't see none of that stuff in the Bible. Them prophets prophesied the nations. Somebody tell you you're going to get a house next week. You're a prophet. If that's the case, I'm going to prophesy. You don't make the payment, they're going to take it the week after. That's a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge. But the apostolic voice is the set order. And it does not come by just reading. It comes by questions that people ask. And God give you answers for those. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 7 and 1. The, 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 the revelation was provoked by the question. What is it said? Now concerning the now things. Now concerning the things. Whereof you wrote unto me. See when, they got the, when you got the apostleship. It's, it, it begins to operate just by questions concerning the things you wrote unto me. Yes. I'm going to write you back. Yes. Yes, sir. There's no scripture in there that tell you you can't touch a woman, but I'm going to put one now because I know how to deal with the revelation of what y'all are dealing with. Don't even touch her. Previously, there's nothing that says no sin, but he said, now I'm telling you concerning what you wrote, I'm giving a specific situation for you. Don't touch her. Y'all got a lot going over here. If you got a man that messed up that he's sleeping with his daddy and wife, y'all don't even touch over there. I don't want y'all hold hands. Prayer meeting y'all 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 social distance. And yeah, some of y'all young people need the social distance. Then 1 Corinthians 7 and 25, then there, there was nothing written in the scripture at all about this issue. That's why you need apostles to give the grace. 1 Corinthians chapter 7 and 25. Now concerning virgins. Now concerning virgins. I have no commandment. I of the have Lord. no commandment of the Lord. I have nothing that the Lord said about it. Read. 
Yet I give my judgment. But I give my judgment as one that has one that has obtained mercy. Obtained mercy. Of the Lord. I can give this even though there's no commandment. Because I got mercy. And God give me that permission to do it. Now we got a lot of stuff in here that we can handle. But what about the stuff that ain't in here? Now if you ain't got no apostle, what about the stuff that ain't in here? What about cigarettes? What about vaporizers? What about vibrators? Y'all ain't said nothing. What about blow up doors? <laughs> Y'all ain't said nothing. Paul ain't have no blow up doll back there. Paul ain't have no vibrator back there. The church got to have an apostle to deal with this new stuff. And Paul said, ain't no commandment, but I can give you one. Because I got mercy. That's for all y'all people walking around with what the Bible say, what's in the book. But God give an apostle to give you something that ain't in the book. Amen. And let you God That's why y'all tell Genesis they ain't need to look for no lost books. My God, they need a, uh, the apostle that's lost. Amen. Because when God gives divine revelation, if there is no book, he can give you it through the revelation of Jesus Christ. commandment now you're going to look for a book and, and, and Paul said there is none that address this issue but I got mercy and God to give me some fresh right here somebody still don't believe me hey God give me down here the numbers Give me numbers. Somebody lift your hands and tell God thank you. If somebody say thank you, Jesus. All right. Numbers fifteen. 34. And they put him in work. All right, get 15. Hallelujah. I said 34. Go up to 15. And I want you to go to 32. Read. And while the children of Israel were in the wilderness. While the children of Israel was in the wilderness. They found a man that gathered sticks. They found a man gathering sticks. Upon the Sabbath day. Upon the Sabbath day. And they that found him. They that found him. Gathering sticks. Gather sticks. Brought him unto Moses. Brought him to Moses. And Aaron. And Aaron. And to all the congregation. And to all the congregation. And they put him in word. And they put him in word. Because it was not declared. It was not declared. What should be done to him. They didn't know what to do to him. Because wasn't no law to tell you how to handle him. Read. And the Lord said unto Moses. The Lord said to Moses. The man shall be sure. I tell you, you ain't got it written down. I gave you the law of the Sabbath, but I didn't tell you what to do with it. And God immediately said, that's how you deal with him. 
That's the order of God. We need something for days and times like now. We need grace that's continued to be preached in days like this. These are my last scriptures. Romans 1 and 7, write it down. Romans 1 and 7. Romans 1 and 7, write it. 1 Corinthians 1, 3 through 4. 2 Corinthians 1 and 2. Galatians 1 and 3. Ephesians 1 and 2. These are my last set of scriptures. I'll read them and then we'll pray and praise. Philippians 1 and 2. Am I going too fast, Lord, so you got them? You got them? All right. Colossians 1 and 2. 1 Thessalonians 1 and 1. 2 Thessalonians 1 and 2. 1 Timothy 1 and 2. 2 Timothy 1 and 2. Titus 1 and 4. Philemon 1 and 3. Hebrews 13. First Peter 1 and 2. 2nd Peter 1 and 2. 2nd John 1 and 3 and Revelation 1 and 4. Well, I, I, I tell you this. This will make it easy on you. Any book of the Bible from Acts back to Revelation, if you read the first five verses, all of them got the same stuff in them except James because James wasn't written to the church James wrote uh, to the 12 tribes and they don't have the same kind of grace that the church has it's a different they had race they were saved by race because it was Abraham's seed. And only one thing could change that race into grace. We need a G. So here's a race, but when the big G, God, dropped down right in front of race, now you got grace. But we had the G to come down. Oh, thank God. Thank God for the G. I just kind of think, I just kind of think, now just me, I kind of think that God has something mysteriously going on with translation. Because even though the name is J-E-S, we say G, thus. <laughs> Woo! Oh yeah, that thing's hooked up in that translation, not just in the original Greek, but when it's translated to that group. Every time I say G, thus, even though it's J E, I got to remember the G that goes in front of race. My God, hallelujah. Thank God for Jesus. Jesus. He's my G. Jesus. The G got in front of grace. Now we got grace. Thank you, Jesus.
Now every time you say Jesus, you ought to think about grace. Everybody in the church lift their hands and say Jesus. Hug somebody and say Jesus. The lily of the valley. Jesus. The bright and morning star. Jesus. The rose of Sharon. Jesus. Oh yeah, well for somebody say, well, uh, that's just coincident. God does deal with alphabets. And he deals with alphabets that are not Hebrews. Because he said, I'm alpha. And omega. And there are two, hallelujah, Greek words for O. Omicron, which is a small one. And omega. Hallelujah, which is the big O. And Jesus said, I'm Alpha and Omega and Mago, M-E-G-A is Mega. I'm Alpha and Omega. And Omicron is many. Omicron, it is spelled O-M-I-N-I. Omicron, the little O. And Omega, the big O. God said, I ain't the little O. I'm the big O. I'm Omega. My God, somebody, grab somebody by the hand and say, he's God everywhere. Woo! Shatababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababababab